The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. And it's like, um, no, I'm livid, trapped inside like a caged animal, and you're serving everything in plastic after it's sat for God knows how long before it arrives at my door. We are back. It is another episode of the Quarantine Series for Literally Nobody Cares. I don't know what episode number it is, and I tried to go there, but I, I mean, who gives a fuck anyway, really, at this stage, but... Anywho, I'm I'm still in quarantine for those who are wondering and or concerned and or, you know, just curious in general. I am locked up. I am chained, if you will. Oh, it's a really weird feeling. You know, the weekdays, I must admit, it's not the worst thing ever, but it's just a really weird. Because I came back from overseas, I wake up of a morning and I still mentally don't even click with my time zone. So I wake up in the mornings around about, well, it depends, but usually about 4am is when I wake up more fully, if you will, um, to start responding to things, emails and text messages and things like that. But the really crazy part of this is I'm waking up at four as normal, but when I'm waking up, I'm going, like I'm laying back down in sort of like reassurance because I'm like, oh no, wait, I'm in LA it's the other way now. I have to stay up late, not get up early. And then five or six minutes later, I come to and I'm like, oh my God, no, I'm not. I'm in Australia. It's so weird because you're stuck in a hotel and can't leave the hotel. And I haven't experienced anything Australian, you know, whatever whatever that is. But like, I haven't experienced Australia at all. You're not coming into contact with anyone with an Australian accent. It's just, it's the strange. It's like you're suspended in limbo almost. It's the weirdest, strangest feeling. Anyway, tis what it is. I have met uh, someone else who's in quarantine in another facility. We met over Instagram. We've been chatting up about what they're doing. They're quarantining as a family. Uh, they have kids. Lordy, no. I mean, I have it easy by comparison, to be totally honest. I'm obviously over here just living my own life, looking after myself. Um, I mean, a full-time job, no doubt, but um, certainly not looking after two children. I mean, trying to keep two kids entertained in this environment would be fucking hell, truthfully. Absolutely not. So I've been sharing about on Instagram. We've been chatting up a storm on the on the gram, if you will. People have been sort of commentating back and forward. The main, I guess, thing that I'm posting is... Actually, before I get into the food, can I just say this? I think I said this in the last episode. I really don't know. But I am receiving emails, even from business associates, colleagues, clients, etc., um, who are saying to me, now that you've got time... Sorry? I don't understand. Quarantine isn't like some sort of foreign state where I don't have a job anymore, I wish, then quarantine would be my dream. I don't understand what people think's happening within the walls of this psycho ward, but I can confirm for you that I have a job, uh, having to continue that every day, uh, that's not changing. I just can't leave the room when I'm finished my job, I just sleep in the room also. But like, hi, mm, what do you... Like, I don't get how the mind has taken you there. Why, like, li- and that's the phrasing every time. Now that you've got some time, what? What, like, maybe people think that I'm out sauntering at, you know, fabulous soirees for dinner and lunches every single day. I don't really know. 
but like I can confirm for you that my schedule hasn't opened up anymore purely because I don't have meetings coming in. The meetings are just occurring via Zoom, via phone, etc. you know? And that's what really COVID fucked me over for because before this, no one would have wanted to speak to me on Zoom. They would have just waited until I was back. But now, oh, no, no, let's set up a video call. Fucking video calls, tell you what. Anyway... So I've been sharing a lot of the food, obviously. I've been sharing a lot of this food, as I just said. Sorry, I got a phone call, so the whole situation just melts when I have the computer just has a heart attack. But anyway, um, and really just interesting hearing the feedback. So when I arrived on day one, it was, you know, sausages that look like they could be revived by a decent vet. Um, you know, eggs that had clearly been just powder only moments ago um you know chives obviously sprinkled over the top of them because we're fancy like that and you know baked beans and not the heinz variety you just know they're a home brand option um does home brand still exist or is it just like the whole shop is aldi now i don't anyway so it's not ideal is the feedback that i'm giving you that was the breakfast that we opened with and i thought look it's a hot breakfast and they've tried you know maybe things can't be a disaster and it turned out that they could be but as i have provided feedback you know i've had plenty of people reach out and say oh my god you're so ungrateful oh listen karen listen chrissy hyphen lee listen cheryl i don't need your feedback i don't care i'm paying for this and so just what i need you to do is really get centered with the idea of fucking off unfollow unsubscribe delete Unmatch. I don't really know what it is that we've got ourselves into here, what this relationship is, where you feel like I, I care about your opinion, but um, we need to back it up is really what I'm looking for anyway. And so I was trying to take an objective review process. Now, for those of you who've listened to the podcast for a long time, you'll be aware of the fact that I'm not a huge Indian food lover. And by that, I mean, I despise the food. Um, I find it obnoxious, I find it offensive, and just downright disgusting. There's not a dish within that entire cuisine that I enjoy. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure if there is a common thread, like there's a uh, a spice range that all has a similarity, and, and I don't like that spice range, and therefore the entire, you know, food group is in the bin to me. But like, you know, and, and I if I receive one DM from someone who's like, yeah, but you haven't tried my balanced chicken. I haven't been down the road to my local Indian. Oh my God, I literally cannot stand. I've discussed this before. I cannot stand when people say that. Lasagna is a key one for me. I don't eat lasagna. I don't like lasagna. I don't really get lasagna, if I'm honest with you. It's just not great. It's just bland and blah. It's just like a carb-loaded fat moment for no value. Go to KFC. Anyway... But every time I'm like, oh, I don't eat lasagna, you're like, oh, you haven't tried my mum's lasagna. That's interesting. Does she happen to make her lasagna like a pizza? Because then I don't understand what difference it would make. What do you think that your mother or your wife or your partner or your cousin's wife's husband's derelict fucking idiot child is doing different in their recipe? It's meat on top of pasta sheets, you fool. And before anyone asks, I also don't like spaghetti bolognese, if I'm honest. It's also a dish that I don't understand. I just like, you can pack it with red wine all you want. I just don't feel like it has a lot going for it myself. It's just not for me. I also hate capsicum, bell peppers. So for the people who 
love that. Maybe that's adding a flavor profile. It's just like changing your whole life when you have those two vile dishes. But like, they're just not for me. I shouldn't say vile dishes. I don't think they're vile. I just don't get it. Like, it's so bland. It's just not for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you get a good carbonara, just like, oh, get that garlic in there. Boom. That's just a vibe. You know, a good creamy pesto chicken pasta. Call me the fuck back. I'm salivating talking about it. I actually found quite a nice one here in Sydney. Anyway, but people who are then rolling around trying to convince me that their bland lasagna is different... It's just a no from me. And that to me feels like Indian. I've had a lot of people say that to me like, oh, well, if you go to... Firstly, Cheryl, no. What are the chances that you have a recommendation for a restaurant that I would eat at to begin with, okay? It's a no from me. As I've said many times before, you can't be trusted with the box die. You can't be trusted with your footwear options. And you certainly can't be trusted when issuing instruction to a hairdresser or a barber. I don't really know where you're going. What do they call them? Adjust cuts? Are they... I don't... Anyway. So, it's not for me, is the moral of the story. I don't like it. And so, I have... It's been a long time, too. It's not just like an overnight thing. Um, And you know what's disappointing is that it's got fun names, Indian food. It's like I would enjoy ordering it at a restaurant. You know, like a tiki masala. Tiki tiki. Uh, I mean, that just sounds... That just rolls off the tongue. Tiki masala. Tiki. Is that what it's called? Tikka, tikka masala. I don't even fucking know. I don't eat there. What I will say is that props for the garlic naan. Okay? But, like, really, that's just, like, a a rip-off garlic bread. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know that you should be getting points for theft from the Italians who are inventing just gold mines over there. Like, they looked over the fucking little fence there into Italy and went, wow, they've got some good stuff. Is there anything here that we could do? No, you'll ruin it, okay? There's no Indian cuisine that's going to meet anything that the Italians are doing. And then well, we could put garlic on this old bit of flatbread. Does, do you think that'll... I mean... And then so I guess everyone voted and was like, well, I mean, garlic's going to help everything, so maybe you have to whirl. And that's where they are. But it's not for me. So the I guess the bigger issue for me was that they're serving obnoxious styles of food here in quarantine. This takes me back to a conversation I've had many times before about flights and food on planes i don't feel as though people have a grip on what they're oh someone's at the door now apologies you just never really know what happens here when the doorbell rings it could be a delivery it could be someone checking on you it could be something to stick a javelin up your nose to make sure that you're not infecting the country you just really never know anyway um so what was i talking about i was talking about the food I don't feel as though people who are designing menus for places like airlines, evidently quarantine, have full awareness or really a grip on reality is what I would like to refer to it as. And I don't know if it's that it's a lack of that, like they just, they've completely lost their minds and have no idea what it is that they're doing. Or is it that they've been paid such an obnoxious amount of money in the case of airline foods when it's a celebrity chef? They feel like they can't just message back and be like, um, how about a sausage roll and sauce for lunch? Thoughts? You know? So instead it's like, you know, farm-raised beef that was eating from the Waldorf Astoria off the Queen's China... And then on the side of that, we'll have, you know, the mashed potato that absolutely was not packaged and powder before we added water. But, you know, we've sprinkled chives and other, you know, select herbs picked from the Garden of Eden. Like, 
I just feel like they're trying to oversell it so that the person doesn't receive it and go, do you guys reckon that maybe we could just write this menu or do you, should we keep paying these people to design? Do you know what I mean? Like, and there's no way the chef is over there thinking of like what meal is going to work up in the air because the amount of times I'm served something inside flaky pastry in the air is unbelievable. Like a phyllo or like a pie and things like that. And just to clarify, it's never fancy. It's never simple. It's always fancy. It's always stuffed with something like way outside the realm of natural order. But I don't think they're going, going like, what's going to work up there? I don't think anyone's like asking that question either. I think they're just going like, what would be amazing in our restaurant and sound like you paid $85 for it and it was ordered for you on a set menu and you didn't even want it anyway. You really just came here because it was a special occasion like Valentine's Day. You paid $155 and then just stared at every dish that came out. That kind of is the vibe that I always feel like they're going for, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Whereas I personally would have just preferred them to be like, "Hi, um, it's a pie. Um, it's a meat pie. We're pretty confident there's meat in there. Um, here's some tomato sauce. Um, and if you like a Kit Kat, we've got them in the back. Do you know what I mean? Like, not that hard. I, I just I feel like I could really revolutionize that industry if if I'm being honest. But um. It just feels like they're struggling and it feels like maybe the person who lost their job in the airline um, situation with COVID um, got employed in the the chef's union that's handling the quarantine facilities because he's now taking out all of that. I, I keep saying he and it's not like a Karen, it's not a it's not a female male thing, just to be clear. And I'm not even sure if you're allowed to have a female male thing anymore. I'm not sure. Like, can I, like it's, it's not a gender thing. Is that what I should be saying? It's not a gender thing or is it not? A, if I don't, I don't know. But if it's not that, I think it's just whoever the person is. Um, and in my mind, I'm saying he because I'm thinking of Luke Mangan, who does the Virgin Airlines, um, well, used to the Virgin Airlines food before they binned him. And now they've just gone, you know, what we could serve just like a sandwich. Um, it's business class. So we'll put it on a Turkish um, moment rather than a white, you know, wonder bread, wonder white, um, which personally I would prefer, but they they won't do that. I'll just throw it on Turkish. So it seems a bit fancier, but it is still ham, cheese and seeded mustard, you know? Like there's not, mm, it's fine. And everyone seems thrilled. Side salad, you're good to go. You know what I mean? It's it's not that hard. Anywho, so that to me is what's happening in quarantine. They feel like these poor people are trapped and we want to give them sort of like a really exotic tour around the world through their palates. And it's like, um, no, I'm livid trapped inside like a caged animal and you're serving everything in plastic after it's sat for god knows how long before it arrives at my door with an ominous knock i then have to wait 30 seconds put a fucking mask on and then retrieve it so i don't know that we're looking for a tour for our culinary taste buds here in quarantine i think what we're looking for is survival mode and i don't think that you find when you go on survivor that you're out there with you know a nine course degustation of indian cuisine okay that's not a thing i think what you actually find is that you get like sachets of food that you squeeze in and really that's what's happening here that's what they probably should be serving because that's kind of the conditions that we're dealing in if i'm honest with you i have a mini fridge if one more fucking person asked me why I don't just heat things up in the microwave, I'm going to kill them. If one more person suggests I get a fucking air fryer to cook the food that I keep in the freezer that I don't have, I'm going to kill them. It's just not a thing. Like, we're out here in the wilderness, trapped inside. Sorry, but I changed my own bed sheets the other day, like, here in the hotel. I had to visually assess, look, and just review the hotel mattress. I am sorry, 
Call me what you want. But that is not something that I should ever, as a guest of a hotel, ever bear witness to. The fucking mattress? Because then you start thinking, who else slept on this mattress? What else has happened in this room? Why didn't I pack a blue light with me? Do you know what I mean? Like, and not even for the sexual stuff. Just like, was this a crime scene? Was someone murdered in here once? I don't know. Was the last quarantine couple murdered in here? I don't know. And so... That's the level to which things are at for me at the moment, here being trapped. And so I don't think that what they should be assessing is a culinary moment. They should, and don't serve me a popper. I find poppers condescending. Am I four? I didn't just fall down and scrape my knee and you can give me a fucking apple blackcurrant popper. And also, what is blackcurrant doing back anywhere? I don't, what is blackcurrant? Why does that flavour not exist in any other place on earth but the fucking popper? And why is it never holding its own? You never get a black currant popper. It's always got to have a friend. Why? Because it's shit. No one wants black currant. It's an invader or an imposter to the real flavour. Whoever complained about an apple juice? All of a sudden there's apple black currant? What the fuck is black currant and why is it here? I, nothing's... It's almost like I'm in the Twilight Zone the more I think about it in here. Almost a bit like it's the Truman Show. Like, I, you know, there's someone watching on the camera just waiting for me to snap. You know, like, give him the black currant juice. Why? Why must you take it any further than just apple juice? But then also, why is it being served in a popper? I just don't know. But every day the poppers are different, like a different brand. They're not the same poppers every day as in the brand of popper. That's what I'm not getting. For breakfast, you receive like a breakfast juice in like a, you know, like a small, like a 600 mil moment, but like down to 300, but you know, like with a cap and everything. But then at lunch and dinner, you receive a popper. What? I don't, it's a mark, like they're trying to mess with you in here. I'm convinced. It could just be that it's day eight and it's starting to really set in and maybe I'm going insane questioning everything, but I don't think so because I'm pretty confident I think like this, if I'm on the outside, maybe you guys can let me know if I'm going a little bit insane, but... It's very strange to me why they would be changing these things up. Today, actually, the cardboard change that they served it in, that the um, that the chicken Caesar wraps got served in. Chicken Caesar wraps for lunch today. Um, I took one bite of it, um, and there was no chicken left. That was the end of it. It was a um, that was just one bite of one half of the wrap, but there was no chicken left to be seen. It was then just filled with um, one of those stupid. Um, I can't even think of the fucking name now. Not lettuce. It's uh, that green, you know, your, your spinach leaves. Um, like, what's that? Like, I, sorry, I, I don't know myself, but the last time I ordered a Caesar salad that came with spinach leaves as its base was never. Do you know why? Because that's not what fucking happens. Who on earth is designing this trash? And also, sorry, I don't know that you just get to call something Caesar because it's got chicken and spinach. It also was in a tortilla wrap and not a regular wrap. Do you know what I mean? They're just trying to give you just like, it's just something every day just to sort of put you off a little bit. The chicken Caesar wrap. Oh yeah, how's the parmesan cheese? They didn't have that. How is the bacon? It didn't have that either. So it's a chicken spinach wrap. That's what it is. You know what I mean? It's almost like they need another barrier for when they design the meals that someone goes, oh yeah, chicken Caesar wrap, what's in it? Yeah, there's, there's chicken. Oh, okay. What else? There's spinach leaves. Oh, okay. What else? No, no, that's it. We, we just felt that Caesar was a, a more popular brand, so we just slapped that on the on the name. Yeah, no, that's not going to fly. Um, I don't get it. 
So that's the kind of thing that's going on here. It's, it's mental games. It's mind games. Um, they're trying to put me off, but it isn't working. You know what is working? Looking out the window. So I find myself of an afternoon here at my desk just staring out the window because um, otherwise the view is of the bathroom. And I'm just looking out and I can see into the other rooms. Not like into the rooms, but like obviously if they're standing at the window, um, you can see. And there's just different people. You know, there's just one guy that just sits pensive all day in the window and drinks from a mug. I don't know what's in the mug. I really hope it's scotch or something, so good for him. And he's wearing the bathrobe every day. And I just think, good for you. You're living the quarantine dream if there is one. Then there's the fit couple downstairs and they take turns in doing their exercise. And I reckon the guy works out for two and a half, three hours. I am not joking. He is literally, he starts off doing a stretch. Then he gets into push-ups and sit-ups. Then he moves into like karate. Then he moves into, um, I guess like a, I don't, like a, plyo type movements then he rolls out his bike then he gets on the bike and he's on the bike for an hour it is a lot today he actually climbed on the windowsill that's kind of like a desk coming out i think and was doing calf raises on it so i guess that there was like some space off the edge of the desk i think god that's bold and then they swap and then she gives it a go too which i you know, that's interesting. There's another, it looks like a mother-daughter couple that's just um, goes on the balcony every um, couple of days and just gets into a huge argument, which is fine, I guess. It's open air. Not many people can really hear you. There's not many people with balconies, but I can hear you. It's quite interesting. Um, there's a guy who's obviously brought a PlayStation. He just sits there and plays PlayStation all day. And I kind of think, like, well well played, sir. Well played. You're pretty good to go. He's presumably finished all the levels of, of whatever the fuck he's playing. I don't know how we go with the internet in here because it's not that great. But anyway, so that's kind of, um, yeah, the food has just been an interesting, interesting situation. Um, I feel like it is just confused is its way to go. So I've so far eaten, I think it's um, one and a half meals. Um, I do pick at the little box that comes with kind of every... um, Every meal comes with the, whatever the main is, like the wrap today. Um, and then it comes with the box. In the box is like a cheese and biscuit moment. It's like a few different things. Um, yeah, so anywho, it's really just, it's been an interesting um, experience. It is day eight. I do feel like the seven days have gone faster than I have, I would have anticipated. I really didn't think it was going to, like, I... I Looking back, it doesn't feel like it's been over a week. So that's positive. And I'm kind of putting benchmarks in it. I feel like it's currently day eight. When I get to day 10, 14 is not that far away. So it feels like, you know, um, and they're starting to talk to me about departure protocols. That starts to feel good. You know what I mean? Like you think that this is sort of what's going on. Could just be in another mind. Fuck, I really don't know. You know, it was interesting when we checked in and we came into the room, they have a... um, like a, not a dishwashing, what do you call it? Like a washing detergent sachet. Like you're going to use the bathtub to do, you know, wash your clothes. That is just, you just forget that you're in Australia really. And like, this is what we're, this is what we're doing. It's fucking wild, man. But anyway, so that's kind of all the updates from quarantine as it stands. Um, it's a joyous occasion. Um, actually, that's what I was going to say about the food. So we're on day eight. I put up the butter chicken um, the other day that came. Now, again, I don't eat Indian food, but what I can tell you is that 
I've never been to an Indian restaurant, looked at the food and said to myself, well, that looks phenomenal. That's not really a thing. To those people who are going to say, what are you doing in an Indian restaurant if you don't eat Indian? Thanks, Cheryl, trying to catch me out on my own podcast. That's quite nice of you. Well, unlike you who is quite easily caught out with the platinum blonde fringe that is slightly orange tinged, I don't attend Indian restaurants to eat the food, but sometimes my friends like to go to an Indian restaurant, so I will join them. I will either eat before, I will eat after, or there have been times in the past where I've just brought external food into the restaurant and eaten it there, because I don't care. But anyway, I'm not talking like I'm at a fancy five-star restaurant. It's like a car park moment. I bring my own shit, like I bring a subway over, okay? Anyway. But I've never, like, seen a butter chicken and gone like, wow, now that looks like a butter chicken. It's a, like, I mean, I don't know how many... I'm not sure how many dishes really ever present, like, phenomenally, visually speaking, but I don't think Indian's one of those cuisines, okay? Like, it's an orange sauce with a lump of chicken in it. Kind of the end of the story. And if I'm honest with you, I kind of appreciate that the chicken is still whole in here, because otherwise I really just don't know what the outcome would potentially be. But I don't... Yeah, I really just am not quite sure um, what is a visually nice and butter chicken but I thought it just looked like another butter chicken so I put it up and was like look I don't eat Indian food myself I was somewhat reserved in my feedback on Indian food as I've not been on this podcast but I don't personally eat it but look there it is it looks somewhat okay and so I get messages from people who were like hi Sam you've gone soft in quarantine hi Sam just so that you know um, your standards are dropping hi Sam day one Sam would have not accepted this hi Sam day one Sam would have been ruthless hi Cheryl hi Karen hi Christy hyphen Lee nothing's changed I'm actually worse if if anything's occurred um, that filthy disgusting food they put in front of me I wasn't touching with a 10 foot pole in fact I practically kicked it out of the room straight over the balcony um, onto an unsuspecting you know person below but um, I was just letting you know that I'm trying to be a little bit more uh, objective in my feedback of the food because I feel like that's what you'd appreciate to have sort of a, a realistic assessment. For example, the chicken Caesar wrap, which is a fraud, um, which in Queensland would be a section 408C violation of the Queensland Criminal Code 1899. That's what that wrap was, okay? Like there's no two ways about it. It wasn't a Caesar wrap in any way, shape and form. It didn't even conform to 50, 40% of what Caesar entails when you sign up to that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I would have almost appreciated having sardines in it. I would have profusely and aggressively vomited had I have bitten into something that had sardines in it, to be clear. However, I would have appreciated the fact that they have attempted to do anything that made it seem like a Caesar salad, of which it was not. But anyway, I'm not going to get back into the Caesar salad. We've touched on that. But I was trying to be objective. People think that I've gone soft. I just wanted to let everybody know that's not a thing. Um, won't ever go soft. Won't ever happen. If I was taken by some sort of you know international spy ring and held for years and years in a dark hole and you know finally emerged from there i'm quite confident that my first words would be criticism of the facility and the uniforms of those that took me i am not concerned with my ability to sustain my mental powers of criticism well beyond what is reasonable so don't concern yourself with that just to clarify karen um i'm fine okay a little malnourished at times but i'm fine I am ordering, um, for those who are asking, uh, just copious orders. It says one per day. We're at like an average of five, to be totally honest. I've got Woolworths orders coming in. I've got orders coming in from my office with samples for products. I've got documents being delivered to me for signature, for execution. I've got, um, just to be clear, execution with signatures, not execution of other people. We don't be on the record saying that, do we? Um, I have got, there's 
all sorts that's happening. Um, and so I wouldn't worry yourself with that. I am not adhering to those numbers, unfortunately. Um, thank you anyway uh, for trying, but um, it's business critical. And I am ordering a minimum of one meal a day on Uber Eats. It's most likely two. But some days, you know, I have a few snacks I've ordered. I have Woolworths deliveries, of course, um, for water, just as a backup. I'm not sure if I mentioned on the podcast or if it's just on my Instagram, but um, the documentation actually indicates that um, I should be drinking my water out of the tap. So they suggest that you just fill up in the bathroom um, your, I don't know, glass bottle of water. I don't know, just your hands if they expect us to drink tap water, really. Um, maybe it's your shoe based on the quality of that. Um, no, I won't be drinking Sydney tap water. Thank you anyway. For those people who've messaged or asked the question about is there some sort of issue with the water, like, no, we're not barley. It's fine. You don't want to die from drinking it. Um, I just have standards. I won't drink tap water out of a bathroom sink. Like, you know, I understand that it's dire stages and I'm being trapped in here like an animal, but let's just remind ourselves, if I was paying to stay in this hotel and if you were, under what circumstances would you find it acceptable to just go into the bathroom and fill up a glass of water? I don't, like, no. I just, I, I don't know, maybe I'm insane, but I just would never use a, a sink that's adjacent to my toilet to get water. I, I don't know why, but I just I just wouldn't do that. Thank you anyway. Um, so I've got water coming in from Woolworths, obviously. Um, yeah, you know, I've got cereal for the mornings because most of the stuff that they offer you is is trash. Um, I had Fruit Loops actually this morning. I ordered Fruit Loops just to be a bit of colourful, bit of a situation. Let me tell you, very interesting. I haven't had Fruit Loops in a very long time. Wouldn't say I'd have it again, but did enjoy having it. Cocoa Pops, on the other hand, big vibe. Hugely into that. Love. Anyway... So that's kind of quarantine. Um, that's all the updates I have for you. I am expected to jailbreak from here next Wednesday morning and travel immediately back to Queensland so that I don't need to quarantine on arrival there because evidently New South Wales is COVID-ridden at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, I will be free to, you know, be resuming my life. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ for that because I don't have it in me for any more quarantine, that's for sure. Anywho, that's kind of all I've got you for quarantine. There's not a lot of updates that I can give you. There was something that I was going to bring up, and I've now forgotten what it was going to be, if I'm being completely honest. What was I talking about before? I have no idea. Anyway, that's what I've got for you. That is the quarantine episode two. Thank you as always for listening. If you've got feedback, I probably don't care. Um, so just no thank you. If you have some feedback that you'd like to hear on the next episode, you should let me know. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do here in terms of my next episode because it's day eight now. Maybe we'll do something around like day 12 and we're wrapping up. Um, or maybe I should do it on my final evening. I'm not really sure. I'm planning to just buy copious amounts of alcohol and get really drunk in the last night because what a vibe. Um, that's me. Thank you for listening as always. Love you the absolute most. Please let me know if there is anything that you would like me to discuss or there are specific questions. Maybe I'll do a Q and A little box on Instagram so we can answer your most burning questions about quarantine, which presumably will be food related, like everyone keeps asking, which is 100% fine. Um, other than that, I got nothing for you, ladies and gents. Thank you. Love you the absolute most. Have a fabulous time. Go outside. Go into a park. Go and yell at a stranger. You know, do something outside. Jealous. Don't take it for granted. You never know when you'll be cooped up one day. For a mass murder, maybe. Who knows? Maybe just from turning from overseas. I can't be sure. One of the options. But either way, enjoy being outside. Love you the most. Goodbye.